When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Actually, this came down yesterday. 17. Congratulations to the 17 students at Walnut Hills High School who earned a perfect score of 36 on the ACT. How does that happen? Woohoo! How does that happen? It's well, amazing. 14 of them studied really hard and got tutors, and the other three uh, just showed up and got lucky. <laughs> phoned it in. <laughs> yeah, like, boom. Sweet. Wow. 36, yeah. Yeah, uh, if you're not familiar, the ACT is sort of a standardized test used for college admission. And I, I personally... Have never heard of that many students from the same school in the same school year earning a perfect score like that, and the students are pretty surprised as well. Uh, Nick Deck was quoted. What am I? What am I looking at here? Is this from the Inquirer? Uh, I believe that is from Channel Five. Yeah, Nick Deck said he was shocked when he found out the news. He said he was. It was definitely surprising for him because it was just an exorbitant amount of people. Seventeen in our top two classes. Um, I guess, according to the article, Cincinnati Public Schools doesn't keep records of students with perfect scores. They they could not verify if this was the largest number of students from one high school. But I would think um, the principal. If you're wondering how these were administered and how that's possible, if you're thinking, "Gee, that sounds a little fishy," let me quell that right now by telling you. Uh, The principal said each student took the exam at different times throughout the year. And you should also know different versions of the ACT are administered each time. Uh, He said it's all the students. It's, It's their work and their work ethic. And I would give credit to their teachers because their teachers prepare them extremely well. And I think just by nature, these particular kids especially are just great test takers anyway. Yeah, you would have to be mm-hmm. just to get into that school. Don't you have to go through a battery yeah. of tests? Mm-hmm. Just to don't you got to be, be kind of smart to start That's with? The best there. Yeah, yeah. But it's still. I mean, just think about. I remember taking the ACT, and just it was not an easy exam. It really wasn't. So the fact that there's this many that can get that done. Yeah, a lot of kids. You. A lot of kids uh, will get tutoring. You know, mm-hmm. for this kind of test and. Uh, there's a company in Hyde Park, Powers Educational Services, that tutored two of the students, and the co-founder was saying that the test is a lot about strategy. 
you know, relies heavily on strategy. It's not just what you know. And what does that mean exactly? Strategy. What is having the, to come up with problem solving? Yeah, like it has the way a lot you approach of a problem. Analogies in it, and a lot of problem solving. So it's. I mean, it is like it is a standardized test. Mm-hmm. So so, and you know, with standardized testing these days, they practice from the first grade on. They do. You're right. I mean, that's all about testing. Uh, but uh, different versions of the ACT were administered. The students took them at different times throughout the year. And this guy said he's not surprised at all that Walnut Hills kids were able to master it. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a huge number from one school and statistically improbable. But, you know, it is a very rigorous academic environment there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read through the names just because they deserve some recognition here. Uh, the 17 Walnut Hill students hitting the high marks, seniors Nolan Brown, Raymond Conroy, Matthew Dumford, Peter Hadamer, uh, Antoine Langry, Nathan Miller. Please forgive me if I butchered any of your names. Uh, Mylan Parrick, Naomi Stomer, as well as juniors Suvan uh, Adikari. I'm sorry if I screwed that up. Moesha Britt, Gabrielle Chong, Nicholas Deck, Bridget Fuller, Evan Peters. Uh, Mohit Paniti, Drov Rungda, and Alan Zhang. Yay! And, uh, so cool. I'm sure I butchered some of them, and I apologize. But I wanted, I'd rather you know get those names out there. And you'd rather absolutely. try and fail than I'd not rather, try at all. Thank you. You're welcome. And I just want to give a big shout out to all those folks out there who did 23. You are a genius in some area of your life will find it. I know. Another 23 Walnut High seniors just missed the perfect score, earning 35 out of possible oh my 36. God, that is so crazy. Which is still really impressive. So I can't wait to hear where they all go. Like, what's what's next for them? Oh, yeah. You know? For sure. They are. Where are they headed? And how much financial aid they get. <laughs> it's going to be a Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Are any of them going to have to pay one penny for college? I hope not. Uh, We'll see. I hope not. When a new study analyzed 34 million employees and figured out a way to make solid predictions on whether someone's going to quit in the next nine months. Here are the five signs to look for. Number one, a big drop in engagement. That means the person doesn't seem like they care about their work or their company anymore because they know they're on their way out. Uh, Number two, their work isn't challenging them anymore. Number three, they feel like they can't openly talk about pay with their bosses or ask for a raise. That's a big one, especially when they feel like they're being underpaid or deserve a bonus. Uh, number four, they don't like their boss. And number five, they just don't see a path to growing or advancing in that job. I mean, all of those sound like really good reasons to leave the job you're in. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. I was just talking to somebody who uh, has been presented with an opportunity to 
move on from her current position. And, uh, you know, this is somebody who I have dealings with Mm -hmm. and I would be sorry to see go. But, you know, that's that's. I guess the double-edged sword of working with someone who is so good at what they do. Right. You want them to stay there forever. Right. I don't care what you want. You you right. and your money and you're wanting better for your family. Yes. Who do you think you are? <laughs> you're feeding your soul. Who are you? You're exactly right. But uh, no, good for her, you know. Mm-hmm. You want people to be happy doing what they're doing, right? Yep. Ultimately, it makes them better employees. Why do you want to spend your life doing something you don't love? Absolutely. Remember that fear, though, of starting or starting a new job? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very unnerving, even though it's been a really, really super long time. But it is scary to step into the step into the unknown. Yeah. You know, you think you can do it. You hope you can do it. You pray you can do it. You feel like you can do it. But there's always just that little smidge that's like, oh, crap, what if I can't? Yeah. And you don't know and what anyone. what happen then? I mean, or, you might know somebody that got you the job or whatever, but mm-hmm. you're, you don't know anyone. Right. Or what did I get myself into? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Fear of success is just as, <laughs> just as daunting as it fear of be. failure. It's like, oh, my gosh, what if I get the job? Then what? Then what the yeah. hell am I going to do? Right. Oh, crap. I'm going to have to quit. Oh, my goodness. Uh, today is the day formerly known as Secretary's Day now known as Administrative Professionals Day. So, will your company do anything for its administrative professionals today? Uh, 20% of managers say, no, actually, we're good. However, the other 80% will do something, although exactly what is kind of all over the place. But check out just some ideas here. Doesn't Uh, it feel like it doesn't get celebrated as much as it used to? Yeah. Yeah. I really think so. It used to be a big deal. Well, 43% are actually planning on, an, on a celebration or lunch at work, which would be That's less nice. than half. Uh, 40% will give a present like a gift card or flowers. Some of these are overlapping, just a heads up. 35% will praise them during a meeting. Well, that's nice. Uh, 27% will give them a handwritten thank you note. That can be very meaningful. See, we don't have a ton on this floor. Before, we don't have administrative assistance. On the third floor, how many are there? There used, to, I think there are three now. But isn't I mean Heather at the front desk is kind of like an admin ca- assistant, yeah. right? Yeah, she's an administrative professional. I would say she's the only. Isn't she the only one though on this floor? Um, well, I would argue Tanya, Tanya would be considered yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking that too, but I was like, uh. um, even though she's not necessarily full time. And then there's only three downstairs now. I thought there were four. Well, the one came up. And she went over there, and I don't think they've replaced oh, her. Okay. Or if they're going to, I don't know. All right. 14% will bring in an educational guest speaker. How about that? Woo-hoo! But they're not called that. <laughs> like, that's the, that's the thing that I think is the issue with this, is, like, we're not really calling people admin not professionals giving them that title anymore. anymore. Well, you don't want to say secretary because it's demeaning. Well, oh, like, no. Jen Petunas, who works downstairs, is our research developer. So is she an admin coordinator and a research developer, or do you just have her as this? Oh. You know what I mean? Like, they're all different kinds of things. They're well, more specialized. They are. They're specialized, but they all have what I would consider to be administrative responsibilities. So give them presents. And yeah. they're professionals at what they do. I mean, I can't jump behind their desk and do what they do. I'm kind of like your admin professional. 
Oh, God, she wants a present. For That's the true. three of you. It's true, though. I'm serious. Like, I keep the logistics of the calendar and the paperwork and the thank, paperwork. Thank All right, God Jeff. For you on that. Can I have a 20? <laughs> Get on Uber Eats. Order Is that what you really want? No, no, no. I'm just Let's kidding. do breakfast. I don't want that. But what that's what want? I'm saying, though. You don't really have, like, a title. Right. It's weird. Well, if, if we were to celebrate you, Fritchie, how would you like that to go down? What would be the ideal... I don't know. Maybe start all the about day fridge. with some nice breakfast. Oh, you want it Bring to be an all-day thing? Oh, well, yeah. It's a day. Well, she works all it's day. It's not admin sure. professional hour. Oh. <laughs> it's true. So we get I her see. food. We get her a foot massage. I thought we she was going to say something easy, like, you can take me to lunch, but no. Yeah. I could maybe have the, <laughs> the afternoon off. Oh. Yes. Yeah, feel free spring. to take the rest of yeah. the afternoon off. After 10 o'clock, you can go home. All right. Get out of here. <laughs> Uh, boy, you know, it sucks getting a parking ticket. Doesn't it suck getting a parking ticket? It does. Especially when you realize you got it because the officer chalked your tires. And if you'd just come earlier and moved three inches forward, it would have hidden the chalk and saved you the ticket. Mm. Uh, Mm. but here's something you probably didn't realize when they chalked your tires, they weren't just planning to give you a ticket. They were actually violating your constitutional rights. How about that? Listen to this. The U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals here, right here in Cincinnati, has ruled uh, that when a parking officer puts a chalk mark on your tires, it violates your Fourth Amendment rights, which prohibit unreasonable searches and seizures. The judge wrote, the city commences its search on vehicles that are parked legally without probable cause or even so much as individualized suspicion of wrongdoing, which is the touchstone of the reasonableness standard. And this is interesting because, you know, you go, you parked out like we did, you know, when we had lunch with Steve the other day. Yeah. We, we parked, mm-hmm. we paid for that parking. Mm-hmm. So we're on the meter and right. a cop walks by and chalks my car. He has no reason to do so because I haven't done anything illegal yet. True. And uh, so that's the interpretation anyway. Don't you draw on my tire. They made the ruling after a woman in Saginaw, Michigan, sued the city for violating her rights by chalking her tires. So now the suit goes back to a district court in Michigan. So does this mean the end of chalking tires? Well, now there's legal precedent that could make cities think twice, but it probably means they'll just figure out a different way to enforce parking limits, like taking a photo of your tires instead. They'll find a way around it. It's so electronic now. You know, I don't even, like, when I pay, I go to the meter. There's a number on the meter. I use the Passport app. The Passport app, I have my credit card attached to it. It's got my car on it with my license plate. So when they walk up, they could just scan my license plate, and they know whether or not I paid for the space and how much time I have left. That app is so helpful if you spend any time in the city. He also works in Covington, too. What's it called? Do I have that, or do I have Easy Park? I think it's, I have Easy Park. Yeah, well, that and, and depends on where you are. I think Easy Park, if I'm not mistaken, works in some lots, and Passport Parking works in other lots. Yeah, but, uh, Easy Park. It's not limited to Cincinnati. I mean, we've used it in other cities as well. We used it in Connecticut when we went on college visits. We've used Passport Parking all over the country. And if that doesn't work, chances are Easy Park will. But, yeah, you just uh, attach your credit card mm-hmm. to it. and It's easy. It, literally. Uh. <laughs> 
And you put your license plate in, the make and model of your car, and you can pay on the app. And what's great about it is if you're having lunch or something and your lunch goes long, it reminds you, hey, by the way, you got like 15 minutes left. So either put more money on this or move it. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have here this morning? <laughs> oh, yeah, this is interesting. Philip Morris. Who makes cigarettes. Makes cigarettes. Arguably became a multi-billion dollar company by uh, trading off of people's addiction to cigarettes. Now it seems they've decided they might also be, there might also be money in uh, not killing people. Because Philip Morris just announced a new life insurance business. And their company will offer discounts to people who quit smoking. (laughs) Wow. So they're getting you on both ends. They're getting you on both ends. Getting you on both ends. For now. Isn't that how it works these days? With everything. I mean, just like. I know. Just like with that one family owned pharmaceutical company that. Put out the opioids, knowing how addictive they were and telling the physicians to prescribe heavier doses than what was really necessary. And then they also started producing the drugs to treat opioid addiction and selling those. I got a buddy who's little, he's got kind of a lead foot and uh, he likes to drive fast and he gets pulled over for speeding all the time and can't tell you how much money he's wasted on radar detectors. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.